0: What's up, everybody? We're back here with episode three. Uh, it's going to be the continuation of that three part series we were working on. Uh, we also have a guest speaker uh, with us today, Jared. Uh, it's going to be pretty good to hear from Jared. Um, as we've talked about before, um, I'm from the Minneapolis area Matt's from the Phoenix area and Jared's from another big city I'll kind of let him talk about his his upgra- upbringing uh, but this one's going to kind of be about the fix so we've talked about some of the issues we're seeing and now we want to talk about where we go from here and how do we fix the situations
1: and it's good to have Jared he, he brings in you know, a Wealth of experience um, that we're going to be talking about today. Yes, he is another police officer, and he actually has more experience than both of us. OG, oh, He's been <laughs> around time. for a minute. Yeah, a long time. A lot of experience, and we'll talk about his experience as we talk about the fix. Um, much of what we talked about in the first two parts had to do with the reporting, uh, statistics that are out there, media bias, but we want to be able to bring it all together and we want to talk about how do we come together as communities in order to fix what we all recognize is broken. The opinion about what's broken, I think, is going to be all over the place, though, because we all know it. We've all experienced it, even here locally. People look at police officers and they say, you guys are broken. Right. And I disagree with that. There is room for improvement. We we recognize that, but I think what's broken is teamwork as a community. I think as as uh, citizens of this nation, we have forgotten that decades ago we went through this battle for equality. Did we not? Right. Absolutely. And I think we we're now starting to forget that. I think we're back to. And I almost feel like we're not just back to square one. I think things are flipping. And I think justification is being made for certain demographics. And then other people of certain skin color are no longer getting a quote-unquote pass, right? So there's a lot of viewpoints on what's broken. That's what I want to talk about. I want to open that up. Um, You have three here at this table. We're not going to be shy about it. I don't know that we believe that police are broken, I think there are things that we can do better. You guys agree with that?
0: Yeah, room for improvement.
1: Yeah. So, again, when we talk about racism, and, and all three of us have had sit-downs, and we, we've discussed it. Jared, you and I had a long conversation. Uh, some of the things that came up is... Um, the whole defunding police systemic racism. We had a pretty good discussion as to does it exist? Is there a need to defund the police anxious to hear your thoughts, but um, going back to what we talked about in my office that one day systemic racism. I said, you know, I see people's viewpoint. I, I, I see that there are things within some people know it as the projects, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, poorer areas with minorities in them. And let's talk about opportunities. Right. So what's the fix, right?
2: I think if you really, for me, this is again, this is my, my personal is that, uh, that the systemic racism is just, it's not there. It's just not there. Um, the one thing that you would see is more of a uh, social economic, right? The economics of where you come from, the, uh, that, that, definitely provides the opportunities in which you have. So when you see these poor communities, these communities have less opportunities and their opportunities are very limited as to what they're able to do beyond a certain age, you know, uh, certain education, those types of things as where you have a more middle-class or affluent um, the neighborhoods, their opportunities are far more because their parents may have further connections, you know, you know, when those poor communities, your connections are very limited mm-hmm. to basically within that community. And that makes those types of things a lot more difficult for kids to break that cycle of poverty. And that's really, if you ask me, I think it's more related to poverty. If you look at all the things that we talk about, they're far more related to um, economics than they are related to race.
1: Right? I, I, I'm actually right there with you. And we, and again, we talked about that. I, I think it is connected to economics. Um, and so if we're, if we're talking about the fix and we're talking about these neighborhoods that need that, that lift up, I am not talking when, when we, when you hear it out of my mouth and you guys input, jump in when you want, when we talk about assistance or, or a handout, I'm not talking about money. I'm not talking about a one-time, uh, government spiff, right? Right. You you put a little bit more money in my pocket. I'm going to go. Spin it on the uh, 82 inch that I've been looking at right. over at Walmart you or got Costco. That, right. Got that stimmy. Yeah. I'm <laughs> not earned. talking about that. Right? right. I am. I'm talking about how do we change as communities, the educational portion? How, how do we, how do we help and give these communities and these individuals more opportunities? Right.
2: I think if you're looking really, if you, there's a, a few things out there that you got to look at is the, at the very basic level of this whole thing, is the breakdown of the, of the American family home. There's that's, it's across the board and it doesn't matter what uh, your ethnic background is. If you're coming from a broken home, your statistics of where you're going to end up shoot up, uh, you know, tremendously. And so that's at the very, at the very core is that, um, is that foundation. We need to build up the American family, the, the home in which with two parents, you know, that, that brings the stability, double income makes a huge difference. Well, if you're just a single mm-hmm. income, right? If you're a single income, then you're working two, three, four jobs. And, and now where's the supervision of your children, right? But if you have that two parent home and you've got, you're both working that type of stuff, then you're able to not have to be working all the time. You can be home and, and you can do those things that make all the difference in the world in a, in a kid's, uh, in a kid's world and, uh, education far more. You need education. And I think we're getting away more and more in today's, um, world education is not education, right? It's great to know, you know, who founded America and all that stuff, but that's not what we need. We need people that understand how to build a business, uh, earn a business, uh, how to figure out their, their taxes, their rent, their groceries, you hard know, the work. Day, yeah. The day in and day Resolve. out hard work. You know, no. and, and, and having that part of it as well. And then, obviously, we need to get away from social assistance. I mean, I think we have come so far from social assistance. And I'm not saying that it shouldn't be there, but it shouldn't be a, it's, a, it's not a, it's no longer a crutch. It's, mm. a, it's a wheelchair. I mean, it holds people generations. We are generational of people who have stayed within the system from when they were children to their children and now to their grandchildren that have
1: stayed in this system and it's kind of been a domino effect. Yeah, it is yeah. it.
2: Um, so I don't. It, this doesn't come from me, but uh, so uh, uh, a man is so very uh, Dr. Umar Johnson. I don't always agree with everything that he says, but mm-hmm. everything that he says, there's there are things that he says and and he points it out very very blatant that says the welfare system is the economic castration of the black man. Mm. Right. But if you look at it, really, it's not just, it's just not for black men. It's for all men that come from that economics from those poor economics.
1: And so it's funny that they're at are they're, they're giving handouts, right? Money handouts. They're not giving the handouts of actually educating that specific demographic. Right. They're giving the, the welfare says it's money. Hey, here's your, your food card for the month. And and here's a little stimulus here on the side, and and here's this, and here's this, and here's a phone, right? Right? Oh, he, here's free insurance, right? And it's but it's not teaching them how to actually earn that. Yeah, there's plenty of studies right.
0: out there that also show, you know, that early check cashing place is in those places. You know, it's kind of keeping them down um, versus helping build them. And, right, and, and that and that goes about. along
2: too with that uh, uh, gentrification. Uh, mm-hmm. I think is the word that goes along with that is where. If you look in poor areas, what do you find? Right? You find liquor stores, you find smoke shops, you find convenience stores. Yeah, it's like why regular.
1: Why are the cities
2: allowing that? Right. And right? fast food place, right? You can't if you're in if you're in low income, it's it's you have to travel almost to the suburbs to find your grocery store. Mm-hmm. So now you're trying to get yourself good, healthy food, but it's not anywhere in your community and that type of stuff. And so there's all these things that go into I think it's it's a to to say this is the the problem or the fix it's it's a lot more it's a lot bigger than that and there's a whole lot of things but it I think at the very beginning it has to start at home it has to start in the family. Yeah, I agree with that. And then from yeah. there it blossoms to the community and then right and it's your local community it's within 5 10 blocks of where you live that matters. Yeah. You know yeah. we've gone we've, I mean I'm I'm probably just as guilty as anybody. I mean I have neighbors I don't know what their names are. Yeah. You know, I There's see their a, kids. I see their kids all the time. The front you know, porch thing is almost gone these yeah, days, right? Like right. Back,
1: back in the day, you you got mom, pa sitting on the front porch. Right. And and people are walking by and everyone's waving at each other. And if you drive by, I mean, I, I rec- I've lived in multiple states within my life, but I, I think uh, even back when I was growing up, people would wave more. People would yeah. say hi more. Uh, people would uh, associate with one another, even in the right. grocery store, a little bit more. Get to know one another. Um, it, it's it, it's an extension of love, right? You know, saying, "Hey, we're all human being beings," and and I think again on the flip side, flip side, we, we are we're seeing it flip, right? From what we we fought so hard for. And when I say we, obviously, our our fathers, right, and our grandfathers, our grandmothers, and our mothers. The things that they fought for in terms of equality, we we can all do better. And nobody's perfect, right. and the Absolutely. system will never be perfect. But I agree with you that it's got to start in the home, hundred percent. My situation is going to be far different than a lot of people. Right, I was I was very blessed to have a mother and a father uh, who worked together and were there. They're they're still married right to this day, and now you know both of them are um, getting into their seventies now, and and. I was fortunate fortunate enough to have that, that two parent home and I, I recognize that not everybody has that. Right. But especially the statistics are heavy, heavy in the black communities. Yeah. In terms of fatherless homes.
2: See, and that's and the, the, the the one thing that we don't look at is in nineteen sixty five at the end of segregation, right? Black kids had one of the had probably one of the lowest um, single parent rates. Right. they were below 20 percent I think it was, they were probably 18 seventeen percent so they were far lower they were lower than than the white kids that came from that uh, uh, Latino or hispanic kids those type of things but uh, it's it's crazy and now it's skyrocketed and those are that's a huge thing those are huge things because if we look because it just snowballs right so if you're not allowing your your male demographic to earn, be functional, be, uh, be positive members of society. And that, what do you see? You see it spiral into crime. And, and when you start getting so far out of control, then we talk, you know, then the other part of that, they talk about mass incarceration. Well, I get it. And right. It's, it's one of those things. And, and maybe we have swung a little too far in some of that stuff and we need to reevaluate what we're doing. Cause I think that's a huge part of it. Cause, um, you know, if you're, if you're sitting in prison for two, three years for, you know, maybe a a minor crime or, or drug related things in which we can have, there's programs in place to get you straight, you know, get you back uh, on the, on the straight and narrow, going back and get you back in the home. I think that's a huge thing is those, I think those are some of the things we need to look at as a community, as society is right. Obviously we don't want those, you know, those violent crime people in our streets, but if they're minor offenders, we want to get them home. How can we help them? And I think that's where communities start to, to, to evolve. And you yeah. start looking at, it's not a socialist program, right? I, I don't think that we should be looking at everybody should get the, the same or the free ride. That's not what I'm talking about. It's how can we help you to get you off the system? I think that's really a big, huge part of it is, is how can we get you off welfare and not keep you on it? Because oh, really, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it should be, you know, if you're a, you're a single parent and you come to Workforce Services to get uh, to get assistance, right, they, the questions they should be asking you are, well, what do you need? What are you trying to do? What are your goals? What are you trying to accomplish, right? And you're like, well, I need help with daycare, you know, and maybe some education. And then they go, awesome, so we're going to put up this plan in place for you to get you off. And get you working and and all of those things within a certain amount of time. And if you don't, if you're not holding up your end of the bargain of that, then we're gonna we're gonna pull that funding. And and you've got to get out there and and put yourself out there. And get back to work, you know. And and work is a relative term, but you know what I mean. You got to get back to work. You got to work hard. Nothing yeah. is going to be given to you. And if you think that things are going to be given to you, you're wrong. And life's not fair.
1: No, it's not. I mean, even down to something so simple as as teaching someone how to fill out a resume, right? There's a lot of people out there that just don't know that process. I mean, it has nothing to do with whether someone is smart or uneducated. I mean, I, perfect example, my wife decided to go back to school and she went to a trade school right out of high school. And, um, later on in life, she decided to go back to school for something else it was a scary thing college uh, can be a scary thing especially when you're you're going on later on in life the reason i'm bringing this up is is she didn't really know what the process she came to me and she's like what do i do you know how how do i go about what do i need to fill out and how do i how do i uh, get this loan and what do i it, she's an extremely smart woman but what it comes down to is, is what are we doing to help these individuals and, and, and educate them?
0: They actually made a movie about Billy Madison. It's a good one.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh,
2: Going back to school. All, but all
0: school. school. Uh, it is interesting to hear Jared, your perspective on this. So we haven't talked about this. Um, and I am, I'm from, like I said, Minneapolis without going into too much detail. Matt, you kind of brought up your background. Um, Obviously, people have a lot worse backgrounds than what I, I come from as well, but um, I'm uh, black. My dad was black, um, convicted of felonies. Um, and so I kind of I, I grew up kind of seeing that type of stuff, law enforcement dealing with them, um, stuff like that, and the cops coming by randomly, and I, I really didn't know why at the time. Um, but... Um, I think education, stuff like what you're talking about with family and all that is important because I was raised to, on every application I fill out, put that I'm black. Um, I was raised to use it to advance or as a crutch or to give me extra handouts versus trying to push beyond it. So I've actually come to the same conclusion as you as let's fix the system. So the, the Chauvin trial, right? Obviously, everyone knows about it, um, and I've kind of talked with some people and their thought processes to fund police and stuff like that. And I was like, well, I mean, law enforcement is there to enforce laws, and it's unfortunate the circumstances that happen. But how cool because uh, he had quite the criminal rap sheet. How cool would it have been that after the first time he was arrested, he gets help, and we don't have to deal with him again? Right. So. You know, law enforcement's job is to enforce laws. You violate a crime. We deal with whatever the statute says we're going to do. Who can help us on the back end to make sure the system helps get them out? We look at our system. You have the juvenile system that if juveniles get in trouble, it's supposed to try to fix those kids, right. put them back out on the streets, so when they're 18, they can go be a, a positive member of society.
1: Learn from mistakes. I mean, that's, that's the idea. Learn and there's the programs mistakes.
0: in prisons and stuff like that. But are they, are they effective because they mainly go in there and I mean, I don't have to tell you guys, a lot of times we're dealing with the same people over, over, and, over and over and over.
2: Yeah. yeah. I, I think a lot of it is, is, and you know, no knock. I mean, even, uh, but anything that has to do with government is typically overfunded, super inefficient. Right. Mm-hmm. And there are loopholes in which you can work within the system. And, I don't I, I don't know the necessarily the answer to it. I don't necessarily think that it's a government issue. Um, but I don't also don't know that it's a the the community issue, right? I mean like a private enterprise because if you're going to do a private business, right, your goal of a private private business is to make money. Mm. So now all of a sudden now people who are suffering from these economic problems in their, you know, in their communities, they and then they commit a crime and then they're forced to go to some sort of rehabilitation or education type stuff. And it's super expensive. I mean, you you, you, you've just outdone your, yourself. And so I don't, uh, there are programs out there and I don't know what, I mean, there probably has to be some sort of balance, but you know, like I said, anything with government is typically overfunded, very inefficient, very generally ineffective mm-hmm. and loopholes in which you can manipulate the system to your benefit. So that you have to do the least amount of work possible, to uh, to uh,
1: you know to be successful in it. And we've seen that as cops, we we've got a front row seat to it. We we see the people that are uh, they go into the system, and then they get spit back out. Right, and then they get pulled back in. Well, that's what kills and they Get me. spit back out.
0: Go to a family fight. Hey, what did you guys fight over? Well, we're just we don't have money. We're broke. We don't know where our next meal's coming from. That, that really sucks. I feel bad. You're under arrest, right? Here's yeah, your fine. you right? know, it's like, yeah. it's just, it, and it's, it does you not can't help. Do it. yeah, it doesn't help. And that's the thing all.
2: is, is what, uh, I think what a lot of people are, are missing in, in a lot of these law enforcement encounters, right? A law enforcement, uh, the law enforcement encounter is the end result of failed policies long before right. along w- the way that were yeah. failed policies, failures in the home, failures on accountability. Um, all of those things long before we were probably ever police yeah. officers. I know. Know,
1: I know the finger likes to be pointed at us, right. pointed at us, uh, but that's a very good point. There are so many failed systems and people who have failed that individual along the way. Right.
2: And they failed themselves as well. Correct. I mean, I mean you everybody, you, everybody has right.
1: their free agency, and everybody at some point has to grow up and say, My decisions are not helping. Um, we're going to go, at, we're, we're, we're going to stop right there. We're gonna bring Jared back for a part two. I know you have a story to tell. We've told, we've told ours. Um, again, from Phoenix, Minneapolis, two very different upbringings, but you had your own, and we'll bring you back there. But uh, we're gonna to continue to clear this corner here in a little bit.